Hell yes, everybody. Welcome to the world according to J-Caps. I'm J-Caps. This is how the show starts every time with this jazz intro. But I don't know what it is, man. Whenever I put this thing on, I feel like I'm doing the show for the first time. And uh, it's just... It's just a real nice beat to talk over. It is June 20th, Monday, June 20th, 2022. And um, yeah, thanks everybody for being here. So we are in a really a sandwich of summer, of, of pre-summer holidays, because tomorrow is the first day of summer officially, the summer solstice, June 21st. The longest day of the year is tomorrow. The longest sunlight that will shine in the summer. It's so weird because it's the beginning of summer, but at the beginning of summer, it's like the clock is ticking. Every day will be shorter than the last, and it's up to you to cram as much summer into summer as possible. So it's weird. It's like... I feel like it's the night before school. Like, I know summer's coming up tomorrow. I'll be honest, I'm, it's, the pandemic has really, like, made me, like, a a shut-in and a weirdo, and I'm not, like, in my usual, like, in gear for summer. So, like, also I'm old, so I don't usually, I'm not, like, ready to seize summer. So it starts tomorrow. So, like, I'm getting all my stuff ready for the beginning of summer. Like, I'm trying to find out where my tent is. I'm trying to find out where um, my swim shoes are. You know those, like, those shoes, like, if you want to go and go into the rocks in the beginning of a beach that has a lot of rocks, I'm going to get those swim shoes. I got to find out where my shorts are, where my jorts are, where my um, jams are. I have a series of short-legged pants that I use for summer. The primarily shorts, to a lesser extent, jorts, and on the occasion, jams. And I'll also, obviously, it, it doesn't even need to be said, bathing suit can also be used as shorts in an emergency. But also, if you're going swimming, which, you know, summer is going to start, so, like, you got to get ready. So anyway, so we got... We got the summer solstice tomorrow. Then yesterday was a double whammy of Father's Day, the day that we should honor our father, um, which is weird because, I don't know, I, th- I saw a lot of funny Facebook stuff from, like, the kids in the hall posted a funny sketch they did about fathers, and then I saw some other funny stuff, and then I was like, wow, I didn't do a funny thing like this for Father's Day. Like, I don't know. What is my relationship to my father? Well, I'm very grateful that my father's alive and he's helped me with a tremendous amount of things. You know, because I would, I would consider myself a fuck-up, mostly. If I had to... If, if I was, like, in front of a gigantic board of um, categories that I fit in and I had, like, three marbles and I could put the categories in different genres... I definitely would would have put it in fuck up for most of my life. Um, I don't know. I think that like that may be how artist type people feel, but I think everybody realizes deep down how they have not reached their goals and how they are in some ways. Everyone 
is a failure to themselves for the for the um the times that you didn't do the thing that you wanted to do in the moment that you wanted to do it it doesn't have to be like success it just could be anything you know you know batting at the best batting average is only like 300 like what like three out of 10 tries you know like mo- humans mostly fail at things inventors fail you know when there were inventors but like they would fail at you know a, imagine a guy trying to invent a plane and uh you know he keeps coming up with ideas and uh they all like kill people how the fuck did i get here from father's day oh yeah that i saw some fa- i don't know Man, I don't know where I got. I don't know how I got there from Father's Day. Little, all I was trying to say was there was some funny stuff on Father's Day, and um, then oh, I was talking about how people helped me. My dad helped me out. Yeah, because I because right. So like Father's Day, it's like yeah, I'm very grateful that I had um, you know, my dad to help me out um with certain things, and it's like with all that help, I still didn't amount to shit. So I don't know, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Wait a second, is Father's Day a day when you can blame your father for your own failings? Because that sounds about handy right now. Um, No, but Father's Day, I have a great reverence for Father's Day and my father. And also, I have a great reverence for the other day that they seem to jam into June 19th, which is Juneteenth. Um, So that is actually the very, the, the holiday about the end of slavery, which I think we all can agree was a horrible thing and i hope it goes without question that like nobody here at this podcast was for that shit and um you know and if i have to also say like just to further absolve myself of like how you know making sure that nobody thinks that i like slavery um my background is russian jewish so and you know the jewish ones who got like put into pogroms like in fiddler on the roof so they didn't own slaves and my mother's from Honduras, and she has, like, indigenous roots, so also not slave-owning people. So I just want to say on Juneteenth that, like, I did not do that. It wasn't... You know that song by Shaggy, It Wasn't Me? That's what I also want to shoehorn in there. I'm like, I didn't do it. I, I personally, my family, is, is we, we were not involved. But, yeah, like, I'm... Listen, today is Monday the 20th, and we all had off, the whole world, well, not the whole world, all of America had off federally, first time ever for Juneteenth holiday. So I'm just going to say, hell yes, dude. Anytime, anytime we get off and the government says, yes, you get off that day, listen, dude, let's put that into the hall of holidays because we got 4th of July coming up, and... Fourth of July, like I was talking about, Fourth of July holidays are times that we can go full out partying. There are only a few times in life that we can really go bonkers. If we go bonkers too much partying, then it's going to catch up with you, um, as evidenced by many shows about rock and roll stars who try to just live a whole party for your entire life, and you bottom out at about like 27 to 34. By, by just straight up partying nonstop. When you're like 20 something, you think, dude, I just want to party. I just cannot fucking wait to like party all summer, you know, go out, party nonstop. And you think, oh, 
well, you know, if I was a famous person, I could just party all the time. And that's really, I got to say, partying all the time as a famous person is definitely, I think, a motivator for people to try to get famous. Because they just think it's like, yeah, you're so rich. It doesn't matter if you, like, crash your car into a family crossing the street on Father's Day. You'll get out of it because you're rich and famous. Like, it won't matter, right? So that's like the psychopathic fantasy that drives all, um, you know, trying to get famous people, you know? Well, I don't necessarily know. I think some people are like, you know, they would like to do the thing that they actually are passionate at in life. But it's weird. It's like there's almost like an unseen, there's like almost like an unspoken rule about how life itself has to be balanced out. For instance, like night and day, it's like, hunger and like being sated it's just like all of the ways in which life behaves like a sine wave going up and down and up and down and it's like when you have too much of one anything you like it like throws things out of balance and i just want to say that that would be the first time in this episode that I am referencing soul. So I'm going to try to keep it down. I'm going to try to keep it down um, and not reference soul too much. But uh, that was, I did feel, I did feel myself heading into a soul thematic, um, you know, uh, what do you call, downward spiral. And um, that's something that I don't know if I want to make a regular thing on this podcast. Um... You see, the thing that I want to do least, if I could, if I can avoid it, is gimmicks. I don't want to be one of those podcasts that's like, oh, and now it's the time that he's going to talk about Soul, the movie Soul, for 15 minutes. And it's like, everybody knows it's coming, and everybody, it's like, I've heard this a hundred times before. Can he get new bits? Can he get new... Like sound effects? Wait a minute. (laughs) There we go. Now we're back on track. What was I talking about? So anyway, it's June 20th, and we're jam-packed into the beginning of summer. We're a week, we're like a week out from 4th of July. So it's a little bit of like a pre-gaming. Father's Day was, on my end, wholesome. But today was uh, June 20th. I didn't have to go to work. And I got up at like nine o'clock in the morning and I decided to go out and try to do plain air painting, which I know it sounds, it sounds like why, why caps, why do, why do that? Um, well, on one hand, I actually do like to do art type stuff. And also I'm an art teacher now. So like it sort of fits in the vibe, the way I've been living lately. So that's like one reason. And two, last summer I did a lot of plain air painting and since tomorrow's the beginning of summer, I was I was very motivated to like All right, I think I had stopped the tape for just a moment to uh do an ad or something, but I I uh, actually cut all the ads out of this episode. So lucky for you, you didn't hear that ad. But um what do you call it? Yeah, so I went out to do plein air painting, 
uh, today, and I drove out, and I don't know what happened to me, but I got, like, I've been a little bit still, even though things are pretty cool. I got even a little bit, you could say, a little bit depressed a little bit. Um, And I know that's, like, boring to talk about, and I don't want to, like, indulge, but you know what it happened? It was a very mild style of depression. And I was just like, damn, I don't know where I should go. And I started like getting a little bit like scared to stop somewhere and paint because I was like, oh, I'm not going to do good or whatever. It's just like a weird thing. It's just like sort of like imagine you go to the pool and then all of a sudden you don't want to actually dive in the pool. So like I drove around for like an hour. And I was like, oh, and then I went to, I actually drove to one place and the parking lot was full. And I was like, fuck, I can't believe I can't go to the place I want because it was in one of these fucking towns where you can't park on the, on the sidewalk or you will get towed. I think that shit is totally fucked up. But also I understand that if like you have enough of like, I don't know. That's what that's also like what power does. Like if you're rich and famous, you get to party all the time and you also get to live in a place where if some ruffian comes from out of town and tries to stop and paint a picture or do some other nefarious business on your block, then you have the right to have their car towed in any spot except the public park where there are only like five spots. And um that's another reason why people try to get famous, you know, trying to get famous. And I think trying to get famous is it's on parallel with other people's trying to get successful or get a lot of money. Um, and I think like depending on your age and I don't know, maybe like the difference, the different things that you're born, you're born like, oh, your guts. Where's your the question? My question is, where are your desires stored like where is your personality um like you know your your traits from your personality where are they all stored is it in your guts is it in your stomach i think in um i think there's a movie that talks about this very thing um there's actually it's actually a cartoon and the name of the cartoon is avatar the last airbender because in Avatar The Last Airbender, there's this system of desires that are spread out through the body. Uh, they're called the chakras. And actually, Avatar The Last Airbender, the cartoon show, was the, the one who came up with this concept. So I'll explain it to you. In Avatar The Last Airbender, there is um, this thing where... But anyways, I went out to do plain air painting, and I found a place... Uh, I found a place in this park. Uh, fucking, I went to this place, Chandler Park. This is gonna be. This is gonna sound, hopefully, an interesting story. So this place, Chandler Park, is the only access point to get into this park. Is you have to walk almost through someone's yard. I mean, you have to walk on a guy's yard, and then it opens into this. Um, like preserve that is completely unkempt and it just looks like they let a part of the town go back to nature. But it actually was so stupid that they they don't even put like um 
like an actual entrance to this park. And it makes me think maybe that's a place where people go and leave dead bodies. It's just my instinct to think what's the real reason why they're not like making this park like open to the public. Something nefarious is going on there. Maybe there's like toxic waste dump. Maybe that's where like the um the experiments in like that town's version of Stranger Things go on. Wouldn't it be cool if there were like a lot more secret, secret, uh, supernatural shit going on as well as all the fucked up things going on? Um. So, yeah. So I went out today and I actually finally found a place to to paint, and it was a very difficult, complicated thing to draw. It was um. It was just like a nature scene, but there was all these branches and like big trees and then shit getting hit with sun through the tree light. And it was like light and dark and light and dark. And it was really like there was just so many fucking branches that you couldn't even pick out what you should start with. And um, I just tried to I just did my best. But like, I don't think it's that great. I think it's like I just fought my way through that whole thing. Um. So, you know, um, but I did it and then it was like, it was so fucking hot and, um, you know, cause you know, it's hot. It's that's, that's the thing that about the summer that it goes back on you. It's like the summer is a challenge because on one hand you want to do as much fun stuff as possible. But on the other hand, the summer itself makes it really uncomfortable to be out at any moment, like just being out in the sun you will get a a cancer <laughs> you will get a cancer if you're out in the sun uh you will get a cancer like within i don't know 20 minutes of being out in the sun so like how are you supposed to have all this fun during the summer if you don't have like First of all, you're going to get burnt by the sun. I probably have, I'm probably riddled with ticks from being outside. Like this park definitely, definitely has. I should just stop the podcast now, take a shower and finish the episode. You know, maybe I'm going to do that. Hey, everybody. I just came back from taking a shower and I feel so relaxed. It is pretty, it feels great. I think I should start taking a shower after every, actually in the middle of every episode, I took a nice hot shower. I actually changed out of my regular clothes because I couldn't bear the thought of there being ticks on me. And now I'm in my pajamas. Dude, I, I do not know when or what happened, but I did take a shower just a moment ago. And, I th- and then I came back to the microphone and thought I was recording the episode. And it turned out that I wasn't recording the episode. And this is why you got to just sit down and do the podcast all the way through instead of stopping and taking a nice, hot, long shower in between episodes. Because in between the middle of the episode, because it sort of throws your vibe off. But I will say that I feel very relaxed. I feel just centered, you know, in a way that I did not feel before because I also I got took a hot shower and then I changed into my pajamas and I am 
in loose fitting clothes. Now, before I took the shower, in the beginning of this episode, I was wearing tighter clothes. Um, I had wore I would was wearing um a pair of jeans that was not super tight, but definitely did not allow a lot of uh dick floppage inside of the pant. The the dick and balls were were secured so they did not flop around. Whereas now I'm in my pajamas, which consists of a big t-shirt and an oversized pair of boxers. That that has maximum dick and ball floppage. And I think it I think it affects the way my brain waves operate because um I feel calmer. And maybe the maybe the problem with society is that we're taking too much fabric and restricting the balls and cock. And and it's creating it's and and that's why men are so fucked up because their 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 balls are actually too restricted all day. And we should maybe possibly go back to a toga based society. Only problem is then if it was togas all day, then honestly that that might be it might be rough because you'd probably your dick your flopping around dick would like rub against the um the toga. And like you might immediately get a hard on right in public, and then you'd be shamed in public because then you could not hide a hard on. Like if you have to like push it to the side so that nobody sees it, you have to just be like, "Yeah, I'm wearing my toga." You see that I've hard on now, and you just like kind of have to walk in the corner and like wait and like breathe or talk yourself down the you know talk your dick off the cliff. I don't know. Does a dick feel like it's on a cliff before it? fucks no matter where the dick goes like imagine i imagine the dick is on like a high diving board and then like in front of it could be anything it could be a pussy an asshole a mouth an ear an eye socket but the dick feels the same it's like waiting to jump off the diving board (laughs) into wherever it's going to fuck i don't know that's the thing the thing is, though, the truth is that dicks don't have brains, and that's the big problem. The big problem is that dicks don't have any brains at all, and so their desire operates on a different chakra, which is located um, on the crotch. <laughs> the chakra of the crotch. The chakra of, of sexuality, of sexual horniness, it's, it's like a, a sticker that goes right on the crotch of everybody, and you can't see it, but it's there. It's like a a puffy sticker from, like, if you ever at a supermarket and there's, like, a little spinning thing of different stickers, and and one of them is, like, puffy stickers, plastic, like, inflated plastic. It looks like they dripped a puddle of plastic. It's in, like, a perfect, you know, sort of like a droplet, and it's puffy on one side. And that is on your crotch, and it makes you horny. Yeah, I mean... This is the thing. I took a shower and I'm completely I don't know, man. Like this second half of the podcast might be really fucking stupid. Um and I just have to like remember that the podcast only goes out to like six people and they seem to like it. So, you know, you got to take you got to take a load off, Annie. You know, you got to take a load for free. 
you got it, and you put the load right on this guy in the song. I don't understand why the guy likes to talk about load so much. That's a stupid. I mean, that's the bit. That's the the band. The band. The band played a real mean trick on their fans because they made that song featuring the word load so many times that even the authors of the song should be like, yo, maybe we should expand the vocabulary of this song and not keep saying the word load over and over again so boldly and proudly. The way they say, take a load off, and then a woman's involved. So it's like a load, take a load off. And you know, one would say, but John, but uh, J Caps, the band, they were, they were being like old timey folk. They were talking in the way old timey folk talked, you know, for the song. But in real life, all of the members of the band were huge cokeheads, and were putting loads on Annie and all types of other girls. Before, during, and after all of their concerts. So you can't tell me that the band, the band, didn't know the double entendre of The Load in the song. What's the name of the song? The Load? The Weight. Anyways, that's all I have to say about that stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I don't think that the band is a punk band. The band? They're not punk because of that song. Because in my version of punk, we never, ever mention loads. That's one thing that's... In the new punk rock that I'm creating, there will be no talk of putting loads on women. That's That type of talk is not for a punk rock audience. We do not condone any... There, there will, be, will be no talking of, of putting loads on anyone. There'll be no talk of any, sex, any sexual connotations of the sort. Those, that type of language does not belong in music as far as we punks are concerned. And don't worry. We see you other genres out there. We see you other genres out there talking all types of dirty talk about sex and coming and boobs and asses and getting blowjobs and putting fingers in assholes and all that other stuff that you other music genres like to talk about. And we will have none of that over here with punk rock because punk rock is for the purest and truest, most innocent hearts, as shall be written, as shall be till the end of time. Or so saith Ian McKay, the prophet Ian McKay, when he put down the 13 laws of straight edge. Okay? So, that's, so, now, now that we got that out of the way, Let's take a look at some Let's take a look at some news happening on the news channel on Google News for you. Ladies and gentlemen, Biden 
says he's nearing decisions on a gas tax holiday. Hell fucking yes, dude. There's going to be a... See, tomorrow is June 21st, the beginning of summer. And President Biden says that he's going to come up with a gas tax holiday on right in the dead center between yesterday, which was Juneteenth and Father's Day, and right before tomorrow, which is the kickoff of summer, the summer solstice. So Biden has got another holiday that he's putting up on the books called the gas tax holiday and something about student loans he's doing. So let's just say thank you so much. And listen, I'm telling you, the more holidays you got, the better, because I'm trying to get fucked up. First off, I'm trying to get famous, I'm trying to get rich, and I'm trying to get fucked up every single day this summer. So while the clock is ticking on the amount of sunlight that we can use and we can do shit, I will be trying to party. So that's what's happening there. Now, um, let's do another news story. A reward is offered in D.C. mass shooting that killed 15-year-old boy. All right. So, apparently, five hours ago, there was another shooting, this time in D.C., uh, mass shooting. They don't even say how many people. I'm going to guess, like, I don't know, hopefully, like, 30, 40 people, probably, like, I don't know. What, what type of numbers are these mass shootings doing nowadays? I've not even, you know, I don't even check. Like, I feel like the shootings are... Part of a, hold on a second. Actually, you know, if this was a, if this was, if this was a fun podcast in, in the before times, well, you could just go crazy and just say that it was, you know, a, tra- a horrible tragedy happened and then we should just, you know, try to make light of it, you know, because life is so fucked up nowadays. But you know what? Instead, I'm going to put on this cinematic slow piano music and say, you know what? I would have made fun of this mass shooting that killed a 15-year-old boy. That seems funny enough. But maybe I should stop and be like, hey, wait a second. That 15-year-old boy probably had a kid. Probably had, like, a wife. Probably had, like, a family, you know? And we can't just, like, diminish the human person that that guy was. He was actually, oh, wait, 15 years old. He probably was a kid. He probably had a whole family as well, but a different in a different way. All right, so I'm sorry for bringing that up. I just was like scrolling through the news, and it happened to be the second thing. So I apologize about that. But let's see if hopefully this one won't be so offensive to make fun of. Um, American Airline drops some New York flights due to pilot shortage. So American Airline took a bunch of planes and just dropped them out of the sky onto buildings in New York because they didn't have enough pilots to fly the plane. What happened was they got a bunch of planes in the air and then they were like, wait a minute, we don't even have any employees to fly those planes. And then like a cartoon character running off of a cliff, all the planes immediately dropped out of the sky on to various cities, but this time it wasn't racist. So, cool. That one is okay because 9-11 happened like 20-something years ago and, like, you know, never forget. Um, all right, let's see. Um, how? By the way, I know we're only um, 12 minutes back into since I came back from a shower, but 
Um, are we not indulging enough in each of these stupid stories? Like, should I have worked out the whole entire flight schedule for that American Airlines bit? Should I have been like, we have a Boeing 737 flying out of Sacramento, and your pilot is actually missing. We actually don't even know how we got it. In. We actually used a blow-up doll to do the first half, and then when it starts to deflate, like once we hit like zero Gs, you know how like every time... <laughs> You know how every time you go flying, every we've all fl- flown in a plane, and you know that point in the flight where you hit zero, <laughs> where you hit zero G's. You know when you fly a plane and you hit zero G's, and <laughs> and the entire cabin starts floating everywhere. You, I laugh, but you laugh, I laugh. Uh, but the truth is that happens on that guy Tesla's planes every single day because he has his planes if you if you go into a tesla plane you hit zero g's for real like i make that joke like a stupid asshole like um borderline failure in life but if you were tesla if you were like the the man tesla um nikolai tesla nick eli elon eli tex eli nikolai tesla what the hell is this guy's name? Nikolai Tesla. E- Eli Tesla. One of these guys. Anyway, this guy was, believe it or not, the guy Nikolai Tesla, who is the president of Tesla cars, and he also has Tesla airplanes that, that hit zero Gs. This is the craziest thing. This is how, this is how you know um, that the world is a wild place. If you never knew about... if First of all, the first way you know the world is a wild place is that at one time, dinosaurs really did exist. And the second thing that makes this place a really wild place is that Eli Nikolai Tesla, he not only made up Tesla cars and also USB drives, but he also fucked Amber Heard and the indie musician Grimes. And that's pretty weird, right? Like, I mean, talk about um, talk about really like being a, a what you'd call a renaissance man. Because the girl Amber Heard, who was just in the news recently for shitting on top of Johnny Depp's head and his bed and his car and at various points. In fact, basically... Amber Heard was like a bunch of pigeons on top of all of Johnny Depp's stuff. He he really got hit with a lot of human shit by um, Amber Heard, which is, I still, like, a lot of people say that she was wrong for doing it, but I think she is a really bold person who just, you can see that she lives life by her own rules, and that is... Man, I would never be able to be with a woman like that, like a woman who will take it to the extreme. Just think in your own life. Like, when do you take things to the extreme like that? Are you even really living? Are you even really alive if you have never, like, shit on somebody to get back at them? That is so... Listen, judgment aside, just the 
the actual act of doing it must have been so liberating. Like, imagine, like, just... Because I hate shitting in general. It's one of my least favorite things. Um, I almost wish that it wasn't included in the spectrum of human existence because I don't think I've ever, like, taken a shit and been like, man, that was a really great experience. You know what? I can't wait to do that again sometime. I think shitting is on is on one side excruciating and on the other side like i'm i i th- i'm thinking a lot more clearer now that that shit is no longer festering inside of me those are the two feelings i get from that experience and i don't like either of them um i wish that i just could plug myself into a wall and that way i could just get charged up and i never would have to eat or shit i mean eating is better eating is somewhat of a better experience but shit i if i had to if i if you were like you can get rid of shitting but you have to get rid of eating i'd be like take them both that sounds awesome how do i do that you know um but unfortunately truth be told you can't do that that's not you cannot be like one of the great advances in my lifetime is that like it's a lot easier for people to be trans. When I was a kid it was not easy. I I think that it was the, I think the thing that was hard for people back then was their accessibility to it. Because I think I think like they've they've made it like better for people nowadays. But one thing that you can't change into is if I wanted to change into a person like if I wanted to change into a person that doesn't shit or eat, that would be a harder like you can't get a surgery for that is all I'm saying. Um again, guys, like again, I'm not trying to be racist in any way. I'm just saying like how cool would it be if like I wanted to remove shitting and eating from my body and just not do that ever again? I can't. And it's a shame. Because why not? Like why I'm just saying let's not like, why don't we just, like, expand the possibilities? Because, you know, I mean, there are some things that are good. Like, I think seeing, I think I love seeing. Seeing, what my, one of my favorites. Smelling, it could go either way. Um, tasting, tasting is for the most part good, I think. Yeah. Um... I wouldn't I guess eating is not necessarily a um a sense. That's good. So you don't have to really give away any of your senses senses in this scenario. Touch. Touch is good. Um and hearing. Hearing is definitely good. Hearing is seeing and hearing the best ones, I think. And then close second, close third, um probably tasting. And then smelling and touch are tied. They're both good. I guess touch is better than smelling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say touch is better than smelling. That's right. <sighs> listen, we're really... Listen. I know this is the second time I've you know, gone to this sound effect, I think, since I came back from the shower. But I'm going to say that the shower really... I think I probably should have just done the episode tomorrow. I should have been like, you know what? If you stop the episode in the middle to take a shower, you probably you probably didn't really
really want to do the episode in the first place. But you know what, though? This is going to go down in history as one of those experimental ones. And um, as long as I can call back all the holidays and soul a few times, I should be good to, like, have a somewhat halfway decent episode. So, all right. We're good with this? All right. Break. Cool. So I'm back, and we're in the home stretch. We're in the home stretch of this episode. Uh, we did some news. We did not do some suge- some suggestions. Um, we talked about my plain air. I went outside to do plain air today. Um, it was hot as fuck, dude. Um, I got. I think I got slightly sunburned on my arm. I hope not, though. And um, and then I taught my classes, my art school. My afternoon art school was not closed for Juneteenth. So um, we're watching you. We're watching you. Um, I'm not going to say the name of the school on this podcast, but they were open. A lot of places were open, like bagel stores, pizza stores. And I get it, dude. You know, you, you don't want to you don't want to pay your specs like I understand. But like, you know, just just know that we're watching you. And um, I just also um, also I I personally don't ever think slavery was good and also my family my on my parents side on my mom's side she's honduran native honduran so they didn't own slaves and also on my dad's side it was like a fiddler on the roof style jews so also they were not even in america for that shit so all right so what do we got here i don't know um what's the last thing i should talk about on this episode um maybe i'll open my phone and I'll look. I'll look and see if I uh, can find a thing. So I'm actually going to do some more news articles, but I'm going to use this button. All right. What stopped Pixar's Lightyear from being a good movie? Let's hear about it. So Pixar's Lightyear movie is not that good. And... One of the reasons people are saying is because Pixar, um, they're, they already made their one good movie of the year, which was Turning Red. And they, they have, like like every company, they have the one that they're trying to make because it's good, and then the one they're trying to make so that it makes a lot of money so that it sells to the vast majority of idiots who don't give a shit about quality anyway. So that was pretty much one of the reasons why Pixar made Lightyear, which, I don't know, it's like Toy Story, they made like seven versions of it, and they were all good. I think they got like worse and worse as they went on, but, you know, um, everyone's surprised that Pixar didn't like hit it out the park, but I understand, because they're a gigantic company. So, the other thing that's happening in the news and just like imagine the thing that goes like, because I'm not going to hit the button right now, uh, just to be weird, just to make it a weirder um, part. But it says that Neil Gaiman, the guy who created Sandman, did anybody hear, did anybody listening, did the four people who are like still with us at this point of this episode ever listen to, um, listen to, and by listen, I mean read. And by read, I mean look at pictures at the ca- the cartoon comic book called um, The Sandman. Did you guys ever know about The Sandman? 
when I was like 11 years old, 11, 12 years old, I was really into the comic book, The Sandman. Um, it was, I was getting into comic books at that point, and something really drew me to The Sandman, I think because it had like artsy, atmospheric covers by Dave McKeown. Um, and, you know, in the comics magazine, they had a chart of like all the best people in comics. And you know what's crazy? Even the comic book magazines of the day, back in 1991, 1992, they all gave props that Neil Gaiman was the best comic books writer. They were like, this guy is the best. And so I got into The Sandman, and it was like a real um, part of my youth, almost in the way that the kids in the hall were a part of my youth. And now Neil Gaiman is finally making a TV show of The Sandman. And... um, I wonder if it's going to be good. That's the big question. Will it be good? Um, I guess it doesn't matter because, like, I had my childhood and I got to be into Sandman and the Kids in the Hall when it was when it was happening the first time. So I have to imagine that, like, having those primary memories is the most important thing. And then if I like saw the Sandman remake movie now and. I didn't just feel nostalgia for my youth for the first time. Like, then, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like a punchline or something. I'm sorry, guys. You know? I, um, yeah. You know what? Um, happy Father's Day, you know? I'm sorry, Dad. I, 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 I wish I was better at this. All right. See you guys tomorrow. See you guys next week. And we have uh, summer starting. So start start your engines.